have their own government, laws, police and other services, just like a small country. So I suppose they'll solve the problem for us. So we may as well stay right here and watch. I suspect Thundering Sky stole the line from the Penobscot Zoo. Dottie, why would Thundering Sky steal a lion? Thundering Sky knew that no one would bother him if he had a lion with him, just like other people stay away from someone with a ferocious-looking dog. You know he is the Sagma's nephew, and he's been quite an embarrassment for the whole tribe. Sagama? Great Aunt Daddy, who's that? He's the tribal chieftain, Peanut. Oh, look, the tribal authorities, with the help of some of the lion keepers, have managed to capture both the lion and Thundering Sky. Oh, that's a relief. Well, looks like we can now have our Bible study. Maybe the authorities will be able to get this crowd out of here before Mr. G arrives. Great Aunt Dottie, I understand that you climbed that ladder into the tower all by yourself. At your age? Honey, I've climbed the ladder to the lighthouse tower ever since I was a little girl, and I'm not stopping now. Peanut, it sounds as if you had a very eventful day. Let's begin our Bible lesson about Daniel in the lion's den. Our topic will be sin, which is disobedience to God's law. We will learn that the law of God, the Bible, exposes sin and is a schoolmaster that teaches us about Christ. Thundering Sky disobeyed the law of the Penobscots, and all men disobey God's law, the Bible. Isn't that so, Mr. G.? Yes, Peanut, and we'll learn about a lion and disobedience to God's law in today's lesson. Let's start by saying our memory verse, Isaiah 53, 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Mr. G, why are we studying about Daniel? Lizzie, in Matthew 24, which speaks of our day, Jesus instructs believers to read Daniel as these 12 chapters reveal much 
about the Great Tribulation and the end of the world. Mr. G, what is the Great Tribulation? Joy, the Great Tribulation is a period of time of great spiritual trouble just before Christ returns to judge the world. We are in that very time right now, about 13,000 years since God created the world. Daniel seems like such an interesting book. Yes, Aline, the book of Daniel is fascinating. Darius the king in chapter 6 is a picture of Christ overseeing God's unchangeable law called the Law of the Medes and the Persians. Daniel was put into the lion's den, accused of supposedly breaking one of those laws. Satan is also represented by the lion during the Great Tribulation. Daniel, who was completely unharmed while in the lion's den, is a picture of the elect, the Christians, who endure Satan's attacks. Mrs. G will now read Daniel 6, 15 through 16, and 19 through 22 for us. Okay, honey. Daniel 6, 15 through 16, and 19 through 22. Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statue which the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Now I'll skip down to verse 19. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel, and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Mr. G, what is God's unchangeable law that put Daniel into the lion's den? Joey, let's search the scriptures to find the answers. Can you take Daniel 4, 8? Sure, Mr. G. Daniel 4, verse 8. Now, O king, establish the decree, and sign the writing that it be not changed, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Thanks, Joey. Why does it say that the law of the Medes and Persians altereth not? Good observation, Peanut. Can you read Galatians 3.19? Okay, Galatians 3, verse 19. Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Mr. G, why then did God give us the law of God, the Bible? Well, Lizzie, in 1 John 3, 4, God defines that sin is the transgression of the law. The law was given in written form 
beginning with Moses, even though it had been in existence right from the very beginning. For example, the first thing Noah did after the flood was to build an altar unto the Lord. Evidently, God had told him and his family what they should or should not do, and that their sins, that is, their utter disobedience to follow all of God's commands, had to be atoned for. Mr. G., what about the people who don't know anything about God? Joey, Romans 2, 14 and 15 tells us, For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts. Mr. G., were the people in Noah's day sinners? Oh, yes, Lizzie. The Word of God says that the people of Noah's day were desperately wicked, even as they are in our day. In order to officially accuse mankind for breaking the law, it was necessary for God to add the written law. Once that was done, it became clear that every human being is a sinner, since no one can possibly keep the Bible's commands perfectly. So, the purpose of the law was to point out our sin? Absolutely, Peanut. Besides showing mankind their sinfulness, the Bible in both the Old and the New Testaments also explains the nature of salvation that God has provided. David, under God's guidance, wrote in Psalm 51.1, Have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness." According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Oh, okay. Thanks, Mr. G. Peanut, in Galatians, the law of God, or the Bible, is spoken of as our schoolmaster. A schoolmaster rules over his students to punish them when they disobey him. But a schoolmaster also teaches his students truths, helping them to gain wisdom and guiding them onto the right path. So it is with the law of God, the Bible. What does that mean, that the law is a schoolmaster, Mr. G? Lizzie, as our schoolmaster, the law demands that we be punished with eternal damnation for our sins. The Bible then tells us that Christ is the Savior of His elect people. In His perfect timing, God opens our spiritual eyes and ears and applies the living words of the Bible to our soul. Once that happens, hell no longer threatens us. Peanut, can you review our new memory verse one final time? Okay, Mr. G. Isaiah 53, verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Alas, indeed, my Savior bleed, undid my sovereign die. What he devout, that sacred had for such a warm as I was it for. That I had died
boys and girls, we've come to the end of another program, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Care Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!